0: Welcome
1: to Therapeutic Approach to Growth with your host Brooke Wagner. Each week this program will focus on interests and expertise pertaining to special needs individuals and their families. We'll help you open up and connect while sharing powerful information. Now here is Brooke Wagner. Welcome. And Therapeutic Approach to Growth, I am host
2: Brooke Wagner, and our goal of the show is to offer support resources, and most importantly, hope to the special needs community. And today I have with me art therapist Kiki Haddad and film director Alfonso Bui, and we will be learning about art therapy, who benefits from it and how it works along with taking a closer look at an up-and-coming documentary, Art Therapy the Movie, uh, later on in the show today. So, um, for now, I have with me Kiki. So, welcome, Kiki. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to have you here today, and... I know um, I've just been loving learning about art therapy. I didn't know much about it, and I'm really excited to uh, have our listeners learn more about it, as I've had the benefit of learning from you over the last several months, and I'm so excited to have um, art therapy here at TAG, and um, bringing that to our clients so they can benefit from it as well, and um, so I'd love to have our listeners just hear a little bit about your background and um, how you decided to get into the field of art therapy. So um, it's
3: actually quite a a long and uh, very personal story, but I'll I'll touch on it. Um, so I'm from Egypt. My family is Egyptian. Uh, I've lived there most of my life. And in Cairo, where I lived, there's an area where it's very very poor, and really all the the garbage of Cairo uh, goes to be dumped, and people actually live in it, and sift through it to recycle, and that's just how. It's incredibly poor and the people there are undereducated and malnutritioned and it's it's very difficult there and the smell there is the worst thing I've ever smelled in my life. But my mom, um, uh, she goes there weekly to just help out however she can. She wakes up early, she makes like a massive, massive breakfast, as much as she can carry, and she goes and she feeds uh, old women there that have disabilities that have been abandoned by their families. Mm-hmm. She goes and, and helps in my mother Teresa Nance, that's in the heart of this garbage city. And she, when I was younger, would always bring me with her to teach me about the reality of the world that we live in and mm-hmm. our lovely house and my nice school is not the world and there's much more to it. And I just it was very difficult for me and this started when I was like six. So she really pushed me into it when I was young to teach mm-hmm. me about these things. I couldn't bear it. The smell was just horrible. Until um I was eight where um she brought me and she kept encouraging me to come she told me really only the only thing you really need to do is like hang out just for an hour just take care of this one kid cuz there there's also kids that have been abandoned by their families a lot of them special needs um and i come in and i see uh this this baby uh who didn't have a nose because it had been thrown in the garbage and um the rats in the garbage had had eaten it, and um, it was such a shocking sight for me to see, but she eased me into it, and uh my mom's a very strong woman, so it sounds like so it. she helped me through it and uh I remember just through the day seeing this kid who's been through so much, this tiny little baby uh s- laughing and smiling, and I was like Ugh. after all she's been through. If I can make her smile, if I can make her life a little bit easier, mm-hmm. that's all I need to do. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's the best thing I can do. So I, at that point, I, I sort of decided, okay, I'm going to sort of find a way to, to give or spend time with and give back to children with special needs because they also have a lot of children with special needs and I've always been really attracted to them for some reason. And I've always been into art. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, when I was younger, I would think, well, I'll make like nice paintings so that they can look at them and smile. <laughs> and then when I went to university, I took a psychology course and it's, I started doing research and I found art therapy, which is exactly it. It wasn't just I'm going to draw a pretty picture for, for someone to make their, their life a little better. It was actually using art in their life in their personal life mm-hmm. to help them
2: get better and that mm-hmm. was that was it <laughs> that is such a beautiful story <laughs> and i haven't ever heard you share that story so i'm wonderful <laughs> it was wonderful for me to be able to hear that and and such a journey that you've been on to get to this place of you know helping kids uh with you know disabilities today using our therapy so i love that and it's just a testament to you know, the human experience and how we're all on a journey and, you know, it's leading us to where we are in our lives. And so I'd love to hear um, now fast forward uh, more about the types of diagnoses that you've supported over the years using art therapy. Right. So before I went off to do my master's,
3: um, there was a friend of mine who was also studying to become an art therapist and she uh was helping out at a at a hospital in Egypt in an addiction ward mm-hmm. um and I sort of shadowed her for a while um, so i was at one point I ran a couple of groups with adults struggling with addiction mm-hmm. um, and um it I remember it was after um the Arab spring so a lot of uh, um people from different countries in the Middle East were at this hospital and uh, struggling with the same thing, either drug or alcohol or whatever it may be. But it was very interesting because I I remember there was this one man who was like in the in the army defending Qaddafi from Libya. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting. And then uh, some of them ended up being schizophrenics as well. Um, So. That, that was like my first art therapy exposure, mm-hmm. but it was something I could not get into. Mm-hmm. And I had already committed myself years before to children with special needs. So when I did do my master's and I was interning, I only focused my interns on children with special needs. And special needs vary from uh, speech impediments to behavioral issues to... Uh, autism spectrum disorder to cerebral palsy to down syndrome and the range that comes with them i mean mm-hmm. uh when there was a diagnosis of a diagnosis of asperger's and pdd and and autism that whole spectrum mm-hmm. and then the whole range of different varieties of cerebral palsy the speech impediments could be from a lack of uh Mouth motor skills. I'm I'm not really <laughs> well educated about speech, unfortunately, or um, uh, selective mutism, or it's just a, a massive range. Mm-hmm. Just and and the way art therapy is used inevitably has the same basis, which is communication. Mm-hmm. And so, no matter how strong or weak your communication skills are, your mm-hmm. art is still going to
2: speak as loud
4: mm-hmm. as,
2: as any microphone. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And I love that it really does um, benefit a wide variety of diagnoses. Um, it sounds like, you know, most anybody could benefit from this kind of support if they're struggling. Yeah. Um, now, I want to make sure we spend some time learning more about art therapy, uh, what it is exactly and why it is so powerful and healing. So... A lot of people
3: say that uh, art is the language of the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And um, why it's so powerful is because anyone can make it. it mm-hmm. You don't need a voice. You mm-hmm. don't need a body. You don't need your fingers. You don't need uh, a, a skill set or anything. Mm-hmm. Anyone can create a message mm-hmm. and an image is worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. So, as art, as an art therapist, I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, well, I'm gonna draw something, and you're gonna tell me about like my personality." And that's mm-hmm. not what art therapy is. We're not uh, fortune tellers mm-hmm. <laughs> reading from a crystal mm-hmm. ball. It's not about that. It's about seeing your experience in front of you. And mm-hmm. I remember um, watching. Um, a clip from Art Therapy, the movie, and we'll talk to Alfonso in a bit maybe about it, of this woman uh, who um, was struggling with cancer. She had been diagnosed with cancer. And she said, um, if you ask me how I feel, I I don't have the words for it. I mean, I can tell you I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I can tell you I'm terrified. But that's not it. It's not enough. But if I show you a picture of someone jumping off a really high cliff mm-hmm. and there's no net at the bottom to catch them, mm-hmm. that is closer to my experience than terrified. My, the words do not share my experience as well as the image. Mm-hmm. And it's just so powerful that, again, the image can, can be altered in however way you want it, to mm-hmm. say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And it will show maybe things that you're not aware that you feel Mm-hmm. And that's where the art therapist comes in. And we are trained sort of to see what's missing from the from the image or what is included in the image and help the client realize that. We're not going to say, oh, I see you did this, therefore this is your experience. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a journey that we go through with the client together to help them understand their experience, help them express their experience better.
2: Hmm. So it sounds like um, once they're participating in, in the art, um, that you're kind of guiding them through a kind of a reflection process, would you say? It, it could be that. I mean, depending on the need. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, there, it, Sometimes, I mean, a lot of higher functioning clients, they just need to understand their process. They need someone to listen. But mm-hmm. saying, I'm scared, or saying... I'm excited about the situation or just saying words sometimes Mm -hmm. is very overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it's difficult, but in the silence of the image, that's all you need to hear really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, but with, with other, with other clients, sometimes it's not about the expression. Sometimes it's using the material to, to either aid in a physical development mm-hmm. or or use the materials to relax, to let go of stress. Mm-hmm. And I know there's this big uh, fashion now about these uh, these coloring books for uh-huh. adults.
2: Uh-huh. And
3: they're great and everything. They are art as therapy. They mm-hmm. aren't considered art therapy. And the difference is that the art therapist is there as a witness to see Mm-hmm. how the materials are affecting mm-hmm. that mood. And like, for example, a child with, with autism that has a lot of energy and likes to run and the running gets to a dangerous spot, that can be channeled in a safer way through the materials that give the body the same experience mm-hmm. but are in a controlled and safe environment. Mm-hmm. And that is monitored and Um, show like the progress is monitored Mm -hmm. by the art therapist
4: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm
2: yes that makes a lot of sense and so you're kind of staying in the moment with the client and and adjusting to the need of the client yes Um, so if the
3: need is I need someone to share my experience with I need someone to witness my feelings and validate my feelings we're there if mm-hmm. if the need is I need a safer way to let go of my aggression.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We're there if the child is having trouble with head banging.
2: That makes a lot of sense, and and that's what you know. What is so amazing about the therapy is that it's all very customized and individualized, mm-hmm. um, but using such a beautiful thing of art to support the child or the individual.
3: Right. And that's that's a great thing. It's not, uh, it's not as threatening, I mm-hmm. guess, as like um, a, a talk therapy session maybe mm-hmm. because there is no right or wrong way. Right. You know, if the child wants to paint a purple cow, that's how they want to see it. Right. And, and I can't tell them that they're wrong. If the child is angry and wants to make a, set, a sculpture and smash it down – That's how you use clay. You smash it down. Mm -hmm. There's no judgment there. And that's Mm -hmm. good. And that's that's how
2: we use it. No, That's beautiful. And it sounds like it's a really safe environment to express. That's the goal.
3: That's (sighs) the goal. That's how we describe it. It is a safe space Mm -hmm. to non-judgmentally express and feel good in your body.
2: Oh, I love it. That's perfect. No, so that helps me a lot. I um, <laughs> gain an a, a, even better understanding of what art therapy is and how beneficial it is. Um, okay, I'd like to um, talk about the various formats you can support clients with in art therapy. I know we've talked about having one-to-one sessions and group sessions. And I'd love to ha- hear you talk about the various environments and how they are customized for the clients.
3: Okay, so... I usually work, most often than not, with the individuals because everyone, again, has their specific need, so it's catered to that individual, and our is dedicated to helping that individual finding out what they need, either Mm -hmm. if today it's expression, tomorrow it's my arm is stiff and I need to find a fun way to let go of that stress, Mm -hmm. instead of going to uh, like the gym and and using weights or whatever mm-hmm. we can use materials and they will also help and it's more it's a more fun way but um, there's also I've worked with a lot of groups and with groups it's very interesting especially with children with special needs because the dynamic of a group more often than not is very supportive mm-hmm. and a lot of the themes you see they they mirror each other in the work of other of the the participants in mm-hmm, the group mm-hmm. so it's very wonderful to observe that in groups with um with children with special needs because they learn from each other mm-hmm. and another really important group that i've run before is a is a parent group
4: mm-hmm. which
3: again is a support you're not alone in this group but a safe place to express, feel okay, Mm -hmm. feel supported without the pressure of, I'm scared, without Mm -hmm. the pressure of having to say those really difficult words.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely. No, I love that. And um, it'd be wonderful to hear uh, maybe some examples of... Um, some of the parent groups, and I know that we're going to be starting a, a parent group here, a tag, and I'm really excited to see how that unfolds. So, um, and I know we've talked about, you know, that idea of having a parent group um, be a platform to use art um, and a really make it more comfortable and relaxed, but a place for families to be able to share what they're experiencing. So, can you touch on that a little bit more? What that would look like?
3: Right. So, um, it could be diff- different, and how I work is I just test the waters as soon as people come in, feel the energy and see is this a group that wants to work individually and then come together and mm-hmm. talk about what they've made? Or should we have one large piece that all mm-hmm. we work at together? And eventually the goal is to work as a team, to mm-hmm. realize that you are all on the same boat. And that is a really fun and interesting and different boat. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. And you're all in it together and you can support each other in it. Mm -hmm. And we can explore that through just silently making art and talking Mm -hmm. about it afterwards. And even if they don't want to talk about it, just seeing at the end of the hour, I've made this and this is how I feel. And I can take it home and keep it as my I've made progress today or I can rip it up. It's really all Mm -hmm. up to the to the parent. Mm-hmm. But to see that they're not alone and there are people there with the same experience and I guarantee in any group there are going to be images that repeat. Mm-hmm. And in the same group you'll find Different parents with different experiences sharing the same piece of work.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. And I just can't wait to see what comes of the group that we're going to be having here. And I never even thought about everybody doing one piece together. Yeah. And I can see how that would be so powerful um, to really connect um, on a human level about what they're experiencing and how there's similarities and commonalities mm-hmm. between their experiences. So um, with that, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk more about this and um, learn more about art therapy. And with that, we'll be right back.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: At Therapeutic Approach to Growth, we offer comprehensive and holistic supports to individuals with developmental and acquired disabilities. Our programs include parent education and guidance, speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational and behavioral support, and counseling. We assume competence and believe in treating the entire family system. We offer both in-person and long-distance services. We support our clients in any environment, from home to school and beyond. Mention this show for a free consultation. To learn more, you can reach us at tagforgrowth.com. Therapeutic approach to growth.
0: We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top rated skincare products and treatments tested by real transformation skincare centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness.
4: Relationship issues, anxious, parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reish. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life Of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: You are listening to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also reach Brooke Wagner via email to bwagner at tagforgrowth.com. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back, I'm Brooke Wagner, host, and today I have with me Kiki Hiran, and she is an art therapist, and um, we are also going to spend some time in a bit talking to Alfonso Bui, who is a um, film director of the movie Art Therapy, The Movie. And um, Kiki, I'd love to talk a little bit about um, the importance of choosing your materials to customize the sessions for your clients. I know we've touched on customizing the sessions, and I know I've heard you talk about how you specifically choose um, the materials um, based on sensory needs and just the clients' you know needs of whatever wherever they are in the moment. And um, I'd love to talk a little bit more about how you go through that process of planning. So I've I've tried
3: this process of planning before where I plan, plan out my session
2: beforehand.
3: And this was like a few years ago where I thought, okay, well, this is what happened last week. And this week, I'm going to have all these materials set out. And that very rarely works because you don't know how that clients drive into the the center was that morning, or Mm -hmm. you don't know what they had been through the night before. So it's very, I feel like the way I set up my sessions are very spontaneous, unless there is a specific goal that they say, okay, I'm going to work on this, or there is an IEP, or there is Mm -hmm. an RDI goal that we need to really hone in on. So um, I just have the, the client go with whatever they feel comfortable with. And Mm -hmm. if I feel like how I was mentioning before, sometimes there are kids that are runners, they like to run. And sometimes to compensate that experience, we use a lot of paint. Paint is a very loose, freeing material. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that, in that safe space, gives them that experience without having to want to run. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it might create the opposite effect. It might get them overexcited. It mm-hmm. might get them overstimulated. Mm-hmm. And it's my job sort of to monitor how their body changes, how they lean one way instead of the other, how their eyes change, how their breathing changes, mm-hmm. and to redirect. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's calm down. Or um, I'll give you another example. There was this one... Uh, Young man, I was working with a couple of years ago in Egypt, and he was seeing me because of the anger management. He had a lot of anger management issues, and he had been kicked out of almost every school in Egypt.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, I had him use earth based clay. Mm-hmm. Earth based clay because it dries pretty fast, mm-hmm. but it requires a lot of energy to put, be put into it. Okay? But you can make it wet again. And reuse Mm -hmm. it. But it takes a lot of patience Mm -hmm. to make it wet again and reuse. And also, it's very fragile once it dries. Mm -hmm. So one week, I brought out the material. We're using it. He's smashing it. He's letting all that energy out in a safe way. Mm -hmm. It's being exposed, but it's also being witnessed, accepted, because anger is an emotion every human being has. Mm -hmm. And it is not a wrong one. Mm -hmm. And it has to be expressed, but in a safe way. So Mm -hmm. that's why I was there to witness that. He used the clay. He didn't finish his sculpture in time. And I didn't tell him about how clay is supposed to be used. If you're going to use it again, you have to cover, you have to seal all that moisture. And I didn't say anything, Mm -hmm. knowing that it's going to dry by our next session. The next session comes, and he sees the sculpture. He's ready to continue it. And he gets so mad mm-hmm. that it's dry. He smashes it. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's why I chose that material. Mm-hmm. But that moment, that experience and that situation gave us the opportunity to discuss that as a microcosm of what's going on with this life.
4: Mm-hmm. You
3: put so much effort into working towards having such a good record at school and one thing happens and it's gone like that. Mm-hmm. And if you had calmed down and thought about what you could do, you could have made it wet. You could have added more clay on top of it. You could have pulled yourself away and, and calmed down until you figured out a way. You could have asked for help. Mm-hmm. All of those things you could have done to work on your sculpture. But that's also what happens at school.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's
3: why he's coming to see me. It was the smaller version of the larger
2: situation. Mm -hmm. And we expose that through the use of the material. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that I can really connect with that because uh, that is something that's such a big part of RDI and what we do here at TAG in terms of staying in the moment and really monitoring and adjusting mm-hmm. to the client's needs. And, and that's a much harder way to go than have every everything planned out and just... Following a, a plan or an agenda, um, that's definitely a much um, a more sophisticated way to, to support the clients, but much more powerful. Right. And um, I love that. And, and that I love that story. I haven't heard you share that story, but I think it makes a lot of sense in creating a space for the client to be able to go through the experiences in a safe environment mm-hmm. and then be able to have your support and guidance on how does that relate to his real life and, and how can that help him in his real life? Right. And it was making it, I guess, smaller and manageable mm-hmm.
3: so that there's time to process it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. To mm-hmm. Let's take a look at what happened. Where, where did you start and where have you been? And another awesome thing about art is that art therapy is that you don't have to have any skill, like I said before. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, a skill will develop through time mm-hmm. and you can physically see it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, uh, I I know a lot of parents um, that they think okay I'm gonna bring my child in for therapy and and next week I expect them to stop wetting themselves. That's not how it works. It is a process. It is a long term process. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that we work on aren't physical. It's mm-hmm. not something that you see. It's not like I'm I'm blonde and I've dyed my hair brown. It's mm-hmm. not that. Black and white. Mm-hmm. It is very small and subtle, but with the art, it's it's really great because you see you see how the progress has continued through each week.
4: Mm-hmm. And so, I feel
3: like it's it might bring parents some comfort to see. Okay, no, I do see progress, even mm-hmm. though I don't. They haven't reached their goal. They're working
2: towards it. Right. Right. Absolutely. And and sometimes that process is. The, the best learning, you know, part of the experience is, mm-hmm. is actually the process. It's not really the end result. You know, a lot right. of times it is just that journey that they go through of growth and discovery.
3: Right. And because you, again, like like you just said, discovery as a therapist, also you discover what works and what doesn't, mm-hmm. what motivates them, what doesn't, mm-hmm. what's, what's interesting, what, what upsets them. And that's important that no matter who we work with, they are human beings and they deserve mm-hmm. the same respect mm-hmm. and and treatment as we we would want for ourselves. And we want to be understood. We want to be treated like how our bodies feel comfortable being treated
2: and mm-hmm. not just
3: managing to fit what box
2: society has made for us, you know? Right. Absolutely. No, that's wonderful. And I know um, you have mentioned the idea, and I've seen it in the, the trailers um, of the movie of... Um, the approach to kind of drawing out how a client is feeling about a piece they are working on and how you kind of draw that out. Can you talk a little bit more about that process and and what your philosophy is on on drawing out that experience? So I'm a a bit... uh,
3: That question is very tricky for me to answer Mm -hmm. because I do know art therapists that would sit with a client, look at their work, and then have them sort of guide or guide them into this is what I see. I need you to see it too. Like I see that you're having difficulty with your parents right now. I need you to talk about it because once you talk about it, there's going to be progress. And I feel like if the client doesn't want to talk about it, they're not ready. Mm -hmm. It's there. I see that it's there. But until they are ready, I can't have them Mm -hmm. bring it out. So we can sort of draw out in the sense of I see that there are things going on and mm-hmm. I want to see what you see. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's important to you today. And there, is, there was this one um, man I worked with before with the, the addiction. Uh, it's actually my, my friend's client. And she was telling me how um, whenever they would bring up the subject of family, he would change the subject Mm. Um, until she had him draw his family. And then all of the images, like they showed what she was missing. But Mm. for me, if they don't want to, if Mm -hmm. I I don't want to know. What's missing, I want to know what they're in now,
4: mm-hmm. you know,
3: and, mm-hmm. and eventually they'll be comfortable enough to tell me without me prying into it. Mm-hmm. Whatever is, is there, that's all I care about, whatever they're in now. Mm-hmm. And I can't push anyone farther than they want to go. Mm-hmm. You know?
4: Absolutely.
2: No, I think that makes a lot of sense and it's also, you know, very in line with RDI as well in terms of being really respectful of where the individual is at mm-hmm. and, and honoring that. Right. And That's the
3: most important thing because if you if you pry yourself into <clears throat> where they don't want you to be, mm-hmm. they won't feel safe. Right. And that just diminishes the whole point. It is a safe space.
2: hmm That makes a lot of sense. And I think it's it's such a testament to building a trusting relationship and, and feeling that comfort and that, that safeness right. that they're going to be okay in that mm-hmm. environment. And that's going to open them up and want to, then that's going to increase their motivation to want to share more. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And. Um, I know you got to show me that wonderful clip of you dancing uh, to the song Jump Around um, (laughs) with a little boy with autism as you are painting a large canvas together. Uh, Can you share more about how you were weaving in music into your sessions and is this something you commonly do?
3: Oh, well, again, it depends on the client. There mm-hmm. are some that really, really love music. There are some that are very sensitive to sound. And this little boy, oh, my God, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, when he first came in, I had, as always with my first session, I had everything, all the art materials you could ever imagine. Out. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he takes this plastic bowl and a... um. And a wooden paintbrush. Mm-hmm. And he just walks around making a beat on the bull. Mm-hmm. The next session, and I'm playing with him. I'm breaking that boundary, letting him know it's safe and you can do whatever you want. And I'm here to, to share that expression with you. Mm-hmm. The sa- second session comes and he's, he's doing it again. Third session comes and I think, okay, I'm going to play some music and have art materials and see how it goes so that, the music is already there. He doesn't have to make it, mm-hmm. and see if that helps him. And it really did. And mm-hmm. I started playing music, and he um, he started. I think the first thing he did was like a marker and a big piece of paper, but like, he went all like he was coloring on the on the walls mm-hmm. and the tables and whatever. And he just got too excited. Like, he could <laughs> not stay in the piece of paper. So the next week, I, I came in with a very, very <laughs> large sheet. And I covered the wall.
4: Mm-hmm. And I
3: had paint. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is perfect. It's gonna get all his energy out, and so he—he's really like the maximum amount mm-hmm. will come out,
4: mm-hmm. and that's
3: what he wants. He wants that safe space to let it out
4: mm-hmm.
3: because he—I remember his his classroom was actually quite close to my office in the school, and um, he whenever the door would o- was open, he would run out and like. Run around in circles. He has that energy, and Mm -hmm. and they're always like, "No, you have to stand." They were uh, sort of an ABA style school, and no, that's inappropriate. No, you have to stand. Not thinking he his body needs to move. Mm -hmm. So in my session, he moves Uh with no limit, (sighs) Mm -hmm. and he was painting and jumping up and down, (laughs) and it was fantastic. We spent the whole year working on
2: that sheet. It was so many colors. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And I just love that moment in that clip um, where you two look to each other and it's just a magical moment of connection. Right. Um, And
3: um, I don't know if you noticed, but at the beginning of the clip, he's holding a a balloon mm -hmm. and it seemed like his transitional object. Like Mm -hmm. this is the thing my brother gave me before he dropped me off. And with my brother, his brother plays basketball and he always goes to his games and runs around. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, two minutes into the song, he, the, I don't know where the balloon is. Uh-huh. And he's just all over the
2: place. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. Um, we have to go to a break in a few minutes. But before we do, um, I'd love to hear your most memorable experience as an art therapist. Um, wow. Um, there was
3: this uh, this young boy a few years ago in New York. And I remember when I first... This was possibly, I think, my first internship. So I'm just getting into this. Mm -hmm. This little boy, probably three or four years old. And um, it was my first day and I hear this screaming and this banging. And I come in and I see this little boy and he's just screaming at the top of his lungs and crying and banging his head against the table really, really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Until his body got exhausted, he passed out slept and then when he woke up again 20 minutes into whatever he was doing the same thing happened turns out that's just how he is mm-hmm. he just wakes up his body gets so elevated he can't come down he cannot mm-hmm. he cannot regulate mm-hmm. he's just head bangs until his body calms down again and then um i kept trying to think what can i do to to alleviate that, to help him regulate, he was wearing at one point a, a helmet, and he was incredibly tactile defensive. He had to wear like th- these overalls that would zip up from the back, mm-hmm. so that he couldn't take them off. Mm-hmm. It was it was very difficult at the beginning mm-hmm. for me to see, until uh, one parent group I ran in that in that school we made a uh, play doh out of uh, materials you find at home like flour and salt Mm -hmm. and then I saved the piece and I and I sort of had him play with it at one point and that was it Mm. like he would hold out his hand and put my hand in it Mm. eye contact he would give me hugs he Mm. would want to come in and and make art with us and he had his little play-doh that it was just his and at one point, it got to the extent where he would like sign, he would sign, give me more mm. and uh, I want, and mm-hmm. he was communicating and that wow. it's just with using art. Mm-hmm. And um, at and one point also, um, I saw him like flapping around the string. Mm-hmm. So the next session I covered the entire walls and floors and everything with paper and put spots of paint everywhere. Mm -hmm. And wherever he went and wherever the string went, it would Mm -hmm. pick up some string and splatter Mm -hmm. until he realized that he was in control of it, right? Uh-huh. And then he started actually doing it with purpose, right? Yes, and that calmed him down, and that gave him that sense mm-hmm. of purpose, which is so important.
2: Mm-hmm. How beautiful! What an amazing experience to see the the change in in you know one individual's life, and how powerful that is. And I love that. And um, we're gonna go um, into a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk to. Um, Alfonso. I'm excited to have him on and learn more about the movie. So, with that, we'll be right back after a quick break. <music>
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: At Therapeutic Approach to Growth, we offer comprehensive and holistic supports to individuals with developmental and acquired disabilities. Our programs include parent education and guidance, speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational and behavioral support, and counseling. We assume competence and believe in treating the entire family system. We offer both in-person and long-distance services. We support our clients in any environment, from home to school and beyond. Mention this show for a free consultation. To learn more, you can reach us at TagForGrowth.com. Therapeutic approach to growth.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are listening to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also reach Brooke Wagner via email to bwagner at tagforgrowth.com. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. I'm host, Brooke Wagner here, and uh, today we're talking about art therapy, And we've been um, discussing what Art Therapy is all about, and now we're going to shift gears. And we have uh, um, with us on the line Alfonso Bui, and he is the uh, director of the movie uh, Art Therapy, the movie. And I'm just so excited to have you on today, Alfonso, and just to learn more about this documentary. I think it's such an important thing that you've done. And um, so thank you so much for being here today.
4: Yeah, thanks uh, for
2: having me. Yes, I'm so excited. And, you know, this is a new um, thing to me. Kiki was able to share it with me recently. And, um, you know, I've been able to view the trailer and, um, you know, it looks extremely moving and informational. And I just love that you're capturing the human experience through this process. So I'd love to spend some time talking more about your film and begin with what the film is all about and why you decided to do this.
4: Yes, yeah, so um, our the movie is, a documentary about the innovative ways that art is being used by art therapists around the world to help people, um, deal with, you know, different issues they may have. And, um, some of the locations in the film are a substance abuse center in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. Um, we traveled to Cleveland, uh, to document uh, art therapists working with people with cognitive disabilities, um... And then there's also an international component, which is how I actually know Kiki, um, of students from different universities in the U.S. Uh, traveling abroad to do social action art therapy. So um, that's the film in a nutshell.
2: Okay, wonderful. Now, it sounds like you've been on such an incredible journey traveling the, ro- the world, really, um, learning more about this. So what, what led you to decide to do this film?
4: Um, So, I actually started filming in March of 2013, and at that time, I was actually in fashion photography. That was my main focus, um, but uh, my partner on this film, his name is Kelvin Ramirez, he's actually also the executive producer on this film. He invited me down to the Dominican Republic to take photos of through photography. Um, students from the College of New Rochelle to work with students or or children in the super important Dominican Republic. And, um, you know, instead of of taking pictures, I said, you know, why don't we film this? And, you know, we we thought we... um, Yeah, so so we got all this amazing footage, and we didn't know what we wanted to do with it. Originally, we wanted to kind of just put maybe a five- to ten-minute video showing art therapy happening down in DR, but, um, you know, we thought there actually might be a bigger story at play, so, um, you know, we looked into it, we we looked into how we can expand the story, and, you know, we did a Kickstarter to raise funds to document art therapy happening in the U.S. and also in places such as, places I mentioned before where, um, you know, maybe there were natural disasters such as, in Japan, where, where the tsunami hit in 2011, how they're using art therapy out there to help people cope with, you know, uh, the traumatic stress that they're going through. And we also mm-hmm. went to India, where mm-hmm. there is a school it's called the Pallavanjali School, where they work with kids of all backgrounds. So, so you know, there, there are students who have autism and there are students who don't have autism. And, um, you know, it is a somewhat experimental school, and they're, they're showing how Art therapy can be integrated, or rather, just art can be integrated into um, education system there, and how it can help them learn learn in different ways, and to help um, show how you know every kid is brilliant in their own way. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Wow, that is beautiful, and I bet you've seen a lot of incredible uh, situations, and um, you know, some many lives being changed by art therapy. Um, through this process, I can't imagine, you know, the incredible experiences you've had so far just going through this. Mm-hmm. I'd love to yeah, hear, um, you know, what, like, do you have a most memorable experience as you've been on this journey?
4: Most memorable experience? It's hard to say. Um, as a filmmaker, you kind of just get into the moment. And I, I, I try to be like a fly on the wall in the room and, um, mm-hmm you know, I, I end up being that. I think you get, the camera kind of disappears, so I, I kind of get stuck in the moment as well. And, uh, you know, you're put into a lot of these situations where um, I guess I use the word privilege to be a part of. So um, it's hard for me to single any any place out um, because it's, I get to witness art therapy being used in, in so many different uh, capacities in so many different environments. And, um, so yeah, I I can't answer the question directly. That's, that's the best. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um, and now when, and, and how can we view the full
4: film? Yes. So, um, the film right now, it's in a preview stage. So my partner and I were going to a handful of colleges and universities, colleges and universities, uh, to show the previous screening um, to people who helped out in Kickstarter and who, who supported us um, way back in 2013. So that's what's going on now. And then we hope to get into the film festival circuit uh, around the summertime. And, and if we're lucky enough, we'll get into the select few that, that we're aiming for. And then finally, hopefully, um, the film will be available for the public to see um, right when the new semester starts, which is around uh, August, September. So. That's
2: the goal you now. Okay, great. No, that's wonderful. And are you still um, looking for funds to complete the film, or are you at a place where it is you have enough to complete it?
4: No, so, so the film is, is 100% done. Um, we already had our Kickstarter, so, um, yeah, it's no more need for uh, asking people for money.
2: <laughs> that's great. No, that's huge. I mean, this is such a journey to be on and, and uh, you know, such a, a large... Project to be a part of and, and that's wonderful that you've been able to achieve it and, and get the message out there. It's such an important message. And, you know, I know for me, I'm, you know, just learning more about art therapy, having uh, Kiki on board here at Tag. And it's been really exciting to, to learn more about it. And I know it's something that a lot of people are interested in, but uh, need more information. So, um, I think it's such a, an amazing and powerful thing that you're doing to, to spread the word and show how people are experiencing things around the world and, um, you know, it really puts things into perspective, you know, that everybody's you know on this just journey of life and going through ups and downs and there's healing that can take place and, and that, that art can be such a powerful tool to facilitate that healing process. So, you know, I think it's wonderful what, you're, what you've been able to achieve.
4: Yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was the original goal we, when we started this film. We wanted to do this whole global view of art therapy, but at the same time when we were filming, it, a lot of the focus of the movie became art therapy happening at home um, because it, it, it's taking place everywhere and we just don't know about it. So one of the big mm-hmm. things about this film was, um, you know, as a storyteller, one of my main goals and responsibilities was to show the world what clinical art therapy uh, looks like um, abroad and at home because... I think you guys talked about it on the show earlier, uh, Kiki mentioned art therapy versus RS therapy, mm-hmm. and um, you know around the world, art therapy is still developing, so a lot of it in the film is a mix of art therapy and RS therapy, and I think filming in the United States, um, we really got to tackle the issue of um, clinical art therapy and showing um, students going through these rigorous internships and, and a crazy academic. A workload to become clinical art therapists. So, um, yeah, it's a film uh, about global art therapy, but, you know, Kelvin and I were very happy that we can tackle the issue of uh, art therapy at home. And, and, um, you know, it, it, we should recognize the power of art therapy. You know, it's not just, you know, kids coloring or, or, you know, people using coloring books, which is cool, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's a legit clinical profession. And, um, you know, I'm glad that our therapists put trust in us to tell that story responsibly. And, and, um, you know, hopefully people get to see that in the film.
2: No, I love that. I think it's such an important piece because we haven't even talked about that today um, with, you know, the credentials that our therapists need to have. It is right. it is a legitimate I, field. I
3: did want to touch on that, but I also did want to thank Alfonso because I mm-hmm. have watched it. Mm-hmm. I actually, before I even knew Alfonso, mm-hmm. a year before, I saw the Kickstarter and I shared okay. it on Facebook. And my dad's like, oh, my gosh, you have to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So I did. I, back, I backed it up. Mm-hmm. A year later, mm-hmm. I go to the Dominican Republic, and Alfonso's there. I was like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. I had no idea I would ever meet him, but that's that's, what, that that's how it to works. Be. And he has done a fantastic job of covering it and, and really showing mm-hmm. those those really precious moments in mm-hmm. in an art therapy session. And uh, chapeau, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alfonso, you've done uh-huh. a great job um but also uh, credential wise he mm-hmm. um i feel really covered and and um highlighted that this is a clinical profession mm-hmm. and um you wouldn't go to an ot that doesn't have is credentials. You wouldn't right. go to a speech therapist who don't have, who doesn't have credentials. You wouldn't go to a, a therapist for your own self mm-hmm. that said, "Oh, I I did uh, psychology in undergrad." Mm-hmm. That's not enough, right? That's it, it's simply not enough to to ha- trust this person take care of your body and your mind. Mm-hmm. And the same goes with an art therapist. Mm-hmm. You have to have your credentials. You have to have your accredited uh, education. Mm-hmm. You have to have your uh, internship hours, mm-hmm. which are like 1,500. And then you have another 1,500. Then you have another 3,000. <laughs> it's no joke. You have to really mm-hmm. commit yourself. You have to really do it right. Mm-hmm. It's not I've read a book or I've seen how they do it on YouTube. It's not like that. You can't play with people like that. Right you no, are absolutely. responsible of that human being that comes into your session
4: mm-hmm. and
3: you you have to be honest with them you have to be very transparent and you have to be real. Mhm.
2: Absolutely and I love that you know you were able to mention that because it is so true and I don't think that a lot of people know uh you know the amount of uh, education and experience that our therapists have to have. Right? To you know to be officially, you know, credentialed. So um, I'm so glad, Alfonso, that you were able to take the time to do that as well because I do think that um, it legitimizes the field exactly, you know, as Absolutely. well and, and validates the training that uh, these therapists are going through uh, to be at this level of expertise. So, you know, yeah. I think it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Now, I want to make sure people know about how they can um, learn more about the film. I know you have your website. Can you make sure to share um, what your website is?
4: Yeah, sure. Um, the website is arttherapymovie.com, uh, but you can also just go to facebook.com/arttherapymovie and we um, keep up to date uh, with film screenings that way, and also a bunch of free clips uh, that we put out a lot. Kind of, I don't know. It, it's just something that we uh, feel is a responsibility to continue uh, educating the public about art therapy. So, in um, the chance that you know, you, you're not one of the few who get to see the film there, the film festival. Um, you know, you, there, there are a bunch of free clips out there right now.
2: So. Okay, that's wonderful. And um, so basically, then on your um, on your Facebook page, you'll be able to post when you'll be coming out to film festivals. Is that how we learn more about mm-hmm. that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, great. No, I can't wait to um, to see the film um, in, in its entirety and. Um, I really hope that um, you get to come out to the San Diego Film Festival <laughs> so I can see it um, out here.'d <laughs> um, be wow. great to meet you in person um, if, if that works out. So um, but I'm just so appreciative of you being on here today and, and really you know taking the time to share more about um, this amazing, amazing project that you've um, been working on. and um, it's been wonderful. I have Kiki here today as well and learning more about art therapy. And I feel like I learn uh, more about the field every time we talk. And um, this has been such a a great uh, learning opportunity for me. And I'm just excited to share and to um, be able to, um, you know, bring art therapy uh, to our listeners. So um, thank you guys so much for being here today. And um, with that, we're going to close. And um, we'll be back next Tuesday, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And um, thanks again, Alfonso. Have a wonderful day. All right, thanks, Brooke. See you, Kiki. Bye, Fonzie. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you again for listening. Be sure to tune in to Therapeutic Approach to Growth and join Brooke Wagner again every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.